I'm gonna say Titans money line tonight because I don't want. Whoa! Whoa. I don't want right. to be. I don't want to be a bad fan on this podcast. Um, <laughs> but I will say that I'm not betting it. I don't. I don't usually bet on the Titans uh, or the Wolverines because um, I. I really am like excited about uh, the game tonight, and I don't want my fandom to be tainted uh, by the bet. On black bass stats in the pocket hole, squad fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and quite the sourpuss today. And of course, <laughs> Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio. We good. are the West Coast Gamblers, the only gambling show that makes you money. Proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And today, it's all about the recap of what just was in week six. We have a special guest coming on the show, Mr. Ryan Hurd. He is a country music star, and his uh, debut album, Pelago, just came out. We break it down with him, make fun of him quite a bit, and talk to him about his Tennessee Titans. Yes, his Tennessee Titans. Can't wait to get to that interview. We will have gravestones today where each of these hosts here tells you that his team will not make the playoffs this calendar year. And of course, Doc. Dr. Dangles, where, uh, well, Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio steps in and helps salve the wounds that Tony Squares and Schaefer the Sharp get throughout the week six slate. And boy, there were some wounds this week. Schaefer the Sharp, let me go to you first. How you feeling, my man? Frustrated, tired, angry, uh, confused, pissed, um, emotionally unavailable, vulnerable, um, temperamental, uh, that's kind of how I feel. That's a lot. That's a, there's yeah. a lot going around yeah. in there. And hey, we're here for you, man. If you know, this is <laughs> this is what we can be. This is our oh, football man. safe space, of course. And and yeah, I, mean, I just can only say one thing. I feel like this after is... this week and based on our text thread leading up to this show, I, I'm going to win the Human Meat Shield Award this week and take it away from Davis Mills. You you got it, Dangles. But I just want to say one thing very quickly. Um, you know, we'll get to this in Doctor Dangles, but obviously the Patriots did not cover three and a half. No, so. I was thinking uh, this How Bills game. I had mad a- were you when he punted no, 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 no. on fourth and short? No, on the I I'm not here to talk about so that right now, Dangles. Furious. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about what we just saw <laughs> in the Monday night game, and I was like, wow, I got a good number at the Bills at minus five and a half. You know what could happen here when they're down three and under a minute left? You know, it'd be poetic justice if maybe the game went into overtime mm. and the Bills had a walk off TD, and maybe that would get mm. some of my Patriots luster back and. Uh, not only did that happen, uh, all my bills, teasers, and money lines, and uh, one double pick survivor just, you know, again, as our friend TJ Wortham, light that ticket on fire and and f- watch it swirl down the potty because yeah. it's long gone. And um, and now I'm uh, my literally my time zone, my my pumpkins, my ball's about to turn to a pumpkin. And, uh, you know, it's it's fine, though. We're having fun. Yep. 
sounds I mean, like it. Betting yeah, is fun. I can fun. tell you having a blast. Betting is fun. I can tell you having a blast. I'm, I can tell you getting a full night's sleep tonight. Everything's going to be well rested. Well, well, you know, everything's feeling good in the Schaefer household. Dangles, though, we do want to talk about your Patriots again. We're not going to go long on your Patriots because no. you always seem no, to no. wax poetically no, on no, your 2-4 no. and four franchise. But uh, Dak Prescott <laughs> threw for the most yards in the history of Bill Belichick against <laughs> yeah. Bill Belichick on Sunday. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, well, in their uh, 0-4 for the first time in history uh, of Bill Belichick's coaching career in New England, um, I mean, what else do you say? It was a wild, wild end to the game. I'm frustrated they didn't go for it there against a team like the Cowboys. I feel like you know... Dak picked them apart all game, and it's like you know they're going to come with the fire if you give them the ball back. They moved the ball downfield on the Patriots on us at will. So you know it was a frustrating end of the game for me. And and you know what do you what do you, what do you say? This team is not very good this year. It's just that's just the way that it is right now. Unfortunately, like you know I'm I'm, I'm more often an apologist than not, but. You know, I, 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 that's the I thing, wish though. I, I think they, I think they, Dallas is the class of the NFL. I think Tampa Bay is the class of and, the NFL, and they were in field goal games against them. Yeah, and there's something to be said for that. I think that we have shown that we can go toe to toe with some of the best in in the league. Um, but then you got the games like against the Texans, where you got a team yeah. that's not even gonna you know that's gonna be vying for the first pick overall, and and they nearly win the game. So it, it's it's a week to week league, and this is very clearly a week to week team. Uh, the, the defense, you know, just got shredded by an, an all time performance. Uh, you know, by by Dak Prescott, and and speaking of all time performances, I don't know. I was just thinking this as I was watching the the Bills Titans game. I th- we're witnessing something incredible here with Derrick Henry. Like, and it's just beyond the numbers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what he's doing in the NFL, his unstoppability. It's unlike anything I've seen in a it's really, crazy. really long time. Like it's we're crazy. witnessing running back history here. I think fellas, he's, he's on another planet. Yeah, no, he's awesome. You know what else is pretty good? Listen, I've been watching a lot of football the past few days, watching even more over the past month. And it's just a constant barrage of NFL quarterbacks in commercials. Like nonstop, you get State Farm, you get Progressive, you get Chunky, you get just Subway. There are just quarterbacks everywhere. And I think it's it's more than ever before. So very quickly, before we move on to this Ryan Hurd interview, before we move on to Dr. Dangles, I just want to throw out there, uh, Drew pr- proposed doing a Rotten Tomatoes scale on the acting ability on some of these quarterbacks, okay? So I want to bandy around. I want to try to put our brains together and figure out, Drew and I used to be actors out in Los Angeles. Dangles, of course, loves watching movies with the subtitles on, so we know our stuff. (laughs) (laughs) The first one I want to bring up, sometimes I make myself laugh. The first one I want to bring up is, uh, is Pat Mahomes. Because if you've seen the state Jake from State Farm with Pat Mahomes commercials, um, there's a lot left on the table, so to speak. And I just want to say that to me, Pat Mahomes, and I don't know where you guys land on this, but to me, Pat Mahomes, you ever see the movie Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler? Where Adam Santa plays no, both Jack and the I, twin Jill. I think that had like a minus rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm that has sure a that is a three percent on Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes, and that's pretty much where I want to put Pat Mahomes' acting ability. And you can kind of tell it moves its way to the football field with the way he played the first half against the Washington football team. Drew was texting us saying that there's a problem in that Chiefs team and a problem in that Chiefs yeah. locker room with 
Pat playing the way he was. They did come back and end up covering against that Washington football team, but it was hairy in the beginning. Drew, where do you feel about this Pat Mahomes acting ability Rotten Tomatoes score? I actually just looked up uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score in my hit movie, a 2016 uh, Spring Break classic, Highway to Havasu. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely wasn't like Goodwill Hunting or anything, um, and it came in at 45% in Rotten Tomatoes, okay. which is, to be honest with you, about 10 points higher than I thought it would come in at. So um, I'm going to say, I'm going to put I want to put Pat Mahomes at kind of what I thought Havasu was going to be. I'm going to put him right at 35. percent uh, Pretty poor. Yeah. Um. Definitely. Definitely trying real hard. Um. Not, I don't think you know. I don't think that much ability. I think. I think that. I think the skill set might be there, but clearly the training's not. He hasn't put in the time. Uh. So I'm going to give him 35. percent Doesn't seem natural. Dangles. I mean, look. When you're going to do these insurance commercials, right? Especially the car insurance, because these are like the cream of the crop. When you're talking about some of the ad ideas, you think of Geico. You think of Progressive. Yeah. If they have these long-standing campaigns. You got to be good, and I, I agree with you both. Patrick Mahomes just seems like he phones it in. He's he's kind of a a, a shell of a, a person. You got to really lean into it and 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 just be more than like, hi, I'm Patrick Mahomes pouring a ton of, you know, ketchup on a steak. Like like I want to see. I, I want more. D- Dangles, I couldn't disagree more. I think it's the opposite. I think he tries too hard. Oh, like I think he okay. brings too much to the table. I think he's like that that shoe salesman. Like, oh well, I guess you don't get the actual discount, sir. Like, I feel like he's just yeah. he's that bad guy in the improv team that you're like, all right, buddy, just take a chill pill and let it come out naturally. But maybe that's just me. I want to move on. I though. agree with you, Tony. This guy is in more commercials than deserve it. Like he ju- he just is all over the TV, even though he's not one of the top five, top ten, maybe even top fifteen quarterbacks in the league. Drew, I'm going to you first because I know he cost us some money this weekend. Baker Mayfield yeah. acting ability. Where's your score? So as a quarterback, uh, I think he's below sixty percent right now in my Rotten Tomatoes grade. But as an actor, I got to get this guy. I hate to say it, guys. I think he's like an eighty-five. <laughs> I really, really enjoy him. I really I'm enjoy him. I like the Heisman. I, I, I like the Heisman commercials. He had my dad. My dad got laughing on the couch tonight watching my night football. The trick or treat with the nacho cheese and the thing <laughs> in the bucket. Um, I think he's. I think he's really good, guys. Really good. Yeah. Really good. I'm gonna give him an eighty-five percent tomato meter. Eighty-five, Dagles. You're right there with him. I, I don't know. I mean, I might go like an even eighty, but I love Baker. The progressive at home with Baker ads are very funny, really wow. well done. Him live and they get that they got his his wife to do it with him is great. They've got a bunch of a different good ads with that. And I, I agree. I like the Nissan, the Heisman House, which Kyler Murray uh, is also in. Uh, a shout out to Kyler Murray because he's actually not a bad actor either. But I love Baker. Oh. I'll give him a solid. I'll give him a solid eighty. He does the Hulu ads too. Um, he's all over. Uh, he is all over the place. And uh, hey, he's a he's a marketable face. He's a marketable guy. And he le- he leans into it. Speaking of guys that lean into it, yeah. especially in those progressive ads, he really runs with it and like and and plays the you know the 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 neighbor. That book club commercial when they're all sitting in the stadium, very good, very good. I actually the, felt some emotion there. The one where he has good to go in pauses. and out of the stadium and get good wanded every time is is hilarious. Yeah. Back in and out, the security guard calls him Parker. It's hysterical and he, <laughs> yeah. it's really good. <laughs> you, I mean. Uh, you guys need to define your term of hysterical and hilarious. I mean, yeah, it's funny. It's good stuff, but I mean, this is Dude, temper your expectations. We're talking comedy. about We're talking about NFL quarterbacks here. Yeah, we're not, Baker we're not trying ain't to... no flow, okay? You also said something just dastardly in that Kyler is a pretty good actor in his own right. Kyler is more wooden than a board you itself, like but 
I, I want to move on to Thomas Edward Patrick Brady because this man has been everywhere. He even fooled some people in the NFL media this week with Giselle tweeting out, like, is it time for a trade? Because Tom Brady said he misses fall. And really, it was just a promo for a commercial that premiered this Sunday about his new cryptocurrency app that he's promoting. Brady's everywhere. Dangles, I'm going to go to you first. He is your king. He is your ruler. Where do you see Brady in the acting scale? I'm gonna, uh, I, I gotta give Tom Brady. I think I'll give him around a 75. I think on the tomato meter score, he's he he again. He lean, he leans into it. I like the uh, the perfume style Subway bread commercial that that he's doing. Um, that's he, he the can, best one. He that is, it, that's that's definitely up there. Uh, the the T-Mobile one he does with Gronk is pretty funny as well. It, it really isn't. I, you don't like that one, okay? Well, I I mean, look, it's whatever. You just hate Gronk. You just don't think Gronk is is funny or enjoyable at all, and that's fine. No, he's, you know? he's like an adult with head trauma. <laughs> He's a football player, so he kind of is an adult with Strangely head trauma. Accurate. He's gotten a yeah. lot of concussions in his career. I, I give him a solid 75. I like Brady. Um, I think Baker's a little better on the screen, but uh, but yeah, Brady's very solid. I go Brady. I go Baker over Brady for sure. D- D- Drew, where you got you? 75 for Brady? Is that too high? I I no. You know, I Brady's too good at football to be that good of an actor. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He's like <laughs> you only it, get the one like, thing, it's kinda, right? <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like the Michael Jordan. Like you want to be like my commercials. Like those are great. So here's where I'm gonna put. Uh, Tom Brady is certifiable fresh, no doubt. Yes. But I don't think he's – I just think he's just above that threshold because yeah. he's the GOAT. I'm going to go nice, easy uh, – I'm going to go like 64 and a half – 65. We'll round up 65%. They don't do I'm right there with you. Rotten Tomatoes. I'm right yeah, there yeah, with you right, with, a, right. with a 64, 65. Yeah. I, I think that's right there. 64. Certified fresh, Tom Brady. Just a little flat. Just a tiny little bit flat. Yeah, yeah. I Last one we're going to do today, unless you guys have any short but sweet ones. But uh, listen – I might be biased. He's not good. I'm sorry. But there's a Daniel Day-Lewis when it comes to quarterback actors out there. Oh, my God. And it's Mr. Aaron Rodgers. My friends, have you seen the commercial where he plays the uh, the Jeopardy host and they keep on getting it right and he expects them to be wrong? That's some of the best quarterback acting I've ever seen since Peyton Manning was throwing balls at children on Saturday Night Live. Mm. Aaron Rodgers is 100%. Rotten Tomatoes oh rating God. in the quarterback acting school, 100%. And Homer talk about bias. playing to himself. He plays to himself. When he has that knit cap and he's playing guitar with the shades under the lights, he knows he's an asshole, and he's playing into that persona. I think he's perfect. What do you guys have to say about Rodgers? Well, Dangles, I'll let you go first because I'm gonna. I, I, I have something to say about this yeah, at the end. I, it sounds like you're going the other way here. I don't think he's that great i i think his i think he's as flat if not flatter than brady he seems like he's just too cool to be doing it he's like yeah this is a paycheck whatever even that very commercial you referenced the the one where he's the folk singer or whatever he's just like i know he's trying to play sort of uh, folks but he that's how he sounds in every commercial like he's just he's just bored to be there i don't know he didn't he he he, he doesn't sell me the product i don't i don't know that i buy the product just because it's aaron Rodgers. daniel day lewis drew i think the only difference between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, actor versus quarterback, is Aaron Rodgers actually might be a better actor than he is quarterback. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, I, I think, I think Daniel Day Lewis might be just. I, I don't think he's quite as method as, as DD, but I'm gonna give him kind of like more like a interchangeable, ambiguous, like a Joaquin Phoenix type actor. I'll take it. Uh, for yeah, I mean okay. he's. I, 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 I don't give anyone a hundred percent, but I'll give Aaron Rodgers a very clear. 98% fresh on wow. the commercials. And I I I don't like him. Wow. I don't like the man dangles. I don't like him. But again, Tony referenced the Jeopardy commercial. 
No, Tony referenced the the Jeopardy commercial. I couldn't agree more. Um, this guy's got some chops, okay. uh, and he he generally generally I enjoy watching his commercials. I will admit it. I'm an Aaron Rodgers super acting fan. Ninety eight percent from Schaefer the Sharp. <laughs> well, Schaefer, he owns you. He always fucking owns you. He owns you I'm not for a Bears his fan. entire life. Uh, no, but I mean <laughs> the Lions. He just needed an excuse to say the Lions is sort of in the in the in the sidecar when it comes to the NFC North. You just go around wherever Rogers goes. But that is it for the recap section. That is it for the Week Six roundup. We have a big show today, mostly the Ryan Hurd interview, which is coming up, and I can't wait to talk to him again. A fortune teller that man is, and you'll see why in just a few moments. But first, Dangles. Me and Drew, we're about to jump out of our seats. We've had some problems. It's time to go to Dr. Dangles. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today. Wow, what a week six of NFL football. Some some really high highs, you know, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, uh, some really low lows if you're maybe the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, that game really was ugh, awful. I need to go to a therapist for that. But that's not why we're here today. We are here because Tony Squares, Schaefer the Sharp, um, you know, we do this every week. It's, it's time for us to kind of help you guys try and figure a way out of some of your less healthy betting habits. And, and get to the core of the reasons why maybe we make the bets that we shouldn't make be making, even in our heart of though we know in our heart of hearts uh, that they are wrong. So it's time to get real. It's time to get raw. It's time to feel our feelings. It's time for Doctor Dangles. Oh, gentlemen, so lovely of you to come back for another session. I, I sometimes I wonder from week to week if the rage and the doubt and the 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 all encompassing you know, just despair that can be sports betting sometimes is, is going to rock you so deeply to your core that you might not return. But I'm glad to see you both here again. Tony Squares, Schaefer the Sharp. Uh, who'd like to go first today? Who's got something they want to, you know, uh, chat about? Drew. Huh. Funny you would reference me, Squares, Mr. Tony Squares, because uh, Dr. Dangles, I'm, I'm having some problems with my partner over there uh, in a domestic relationship that we're in. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just comes down to being sharp versus square. And um, the last couple of weeks, I feel uh, it's kind of a reoccurring problem. And um, hmm. he's been on the right side of some gambles, yes. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, Austin Eckler got uh, picked up into the red zone uh, as he used to try to you know, pick up his damsels at Hollywood and Vine late night after hours. And, and I just, ugh, you know, I... That obviously was lucky, but this week really took the cake because I had the Patriots plus three and a half. Uh, he was on, of course, the other side, the yep. Cowboys, and so you know he's kind of like needling at me a little bit. And but it looks like it looks okay. The game's in overtime, and then of course you know Dak rolls out, throws it to Ceedee Lamb, and the Cowboys uh, win by six, which obviously. Uh, 
that's more than three and a half needed. And so he kind of tweeted, good teams win, great teams cover. And, uh, man, it made me very angry. And uh, I feel like he's just kind of – he might be taking some pleasure out of my pain. Um, We both work hard. We both have different kind of means to getting to our – final destination i'm not trying to discredit what he does or his process but boy oh boy doctor uh was i mad and uh i'm still mad and uh i'm very frustrated and uh i want to just you know we both have kind of large noses but specifically i just want to kind of like grab his nose and rip it off his face and then put it in my butt (laughs) before you say anything doctor uh i just want to add that Yes, I've been on the winning side of a couple of lucky breaks over the past few weeks. And yes, those lucky breaks have come at the uh, expense of my partner here, Schaefer the Sharp. But I will say that when it comes to the egging of the on, uh, I have to say the first few shots were were very much fired by the Sharp himself. For instance, when uh, Dak Prescott at the end of the first half here dives in the end zone on third down, and I say, no, that is a touchdown, Drew uh text back learn the rules um and you know there's just some things that that get my ire my dander up so to speak and when that happens i just think there's a lot of uh what's the word uh uh backhanded uh compliments and and backhanded stuff going back and forth but i'm happy it's being opened up in this great uh safe space yeah well i'm i'm very glad that you it, you know, brought it to my attention. Um, it, it sounds to me like um, it sounds to me like you you both maybe did something that I don't know that I would say that you regret because I know you too well and too well to, to, to think that either of you regret doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but for the sake of your betting partnership, um, you know, call it even. I mean, <laughs> well, I, mean I just think uh, I, I think Drew needs to admit when he was wrong. And then, you know, not throw it against when it was just luck and, and Austin Eckler gets picked up and put in the end zone. Yeah, but Dallas was the better team. In well, that and game. what are you willing to do if he's willing to admit that he's wrong, Tony Squares? Uh, if he even feels nothing. that way. I, I, I regret nothing. I was, I carried myself the same way I'll carry myself today, tomorrow, and the next day. I feel like I've done nothing wrong here. I'm just saying, I just think Shafe of the Sharp, when he's wrong, needs to man up and admit that he was wrong, and Tony was the better, better that day. I was not wrong uh, taking the Browns plus two. I was certainly not wrong taking the Patriots plus three and a half. Um, I think in these, in these gambles, there are coin flips, there are some lucky breaks, so I just like Tony Squares to acknowledge that maybe he got kind of lucky and say hey Schaefer the Sharp great pick better luck next week instead of saying great teams win well, I <laughs> or think, good teams win I think great I, teams cover I think I have a solution here I think that will benefit Please. all three of us uh, and, and I'm very excited to share this with you your grown ass men grow <laughs> the fuck up and work it out that is all the time that I have for you two idiots today to beef your petty bullshit on our podcast let's move on to what are we doing next gravestones it's right we'll just go to ryan next it's right we're going to ryan hurt next to save this goddamn podcast west 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 coast gamblers 
Ladies and gentlemen, returning to the show today is a fan favorite. He has written chart-topping singles with the likes of Luke Bryan, Blake Shelton, and of course, his lovely wife, Maren Morris. But today he is on the show because his debut album, Pelago, has arrived. You can find it on Spotify, you can find it on Apple Music, wherever you find your country crooner needs, that man is there with Pelago. He is on the show today as a fan of the Michigan Wolverines, as a fan of the Tennessee Titans, and of course, as a fan of Mama Crookston herself. Please welcome Welcome back to the show, Miss Mr. Ryan Hurd. Welcome back, my man. Not sure you could uh, have any shade going at uh, Mrs. C, but uh, but yeah, thanks for having me. Back. <laughs> well, and congrats on the album release, man. It's a it's a huge deal. This is your first solo album, right? It's first one. It was very cool. I'm exhausted, but it was a lot of fun this week to talk about it. And uh, yeah, now we uh, go sell some tickets this week for tour next year. I hope everybody I know. can go find a, something near uh, a in a city near them and uh yeah it's gonna be a, a fun 2022 yeah i saw the tour dates there's a bunch of them out there in fact you're heading to boston my hometown i might see you there very excited about that but i want to talk about the debut album for a second we have a couple of ideas for that album but first i just want to i have a two-part question for you and i'm sure you've heard this before when you were doing all the press but first part of the question what does palago mean so palago is italian or latin for open sea so uh, there's a lot of uh, water songs on this record. And it's also, I think in Latin, it means overwhelming passion. And it was just kind of a cool umbrella for all these songs to live under. I love that. I love that. And the second part of the question, the great answer to the first part leads me to the second part. Outside of this debut album, how many times have you used the word Pelago in a sentence before? <laughs> I was writing it and that's it. It conveniently, he, he told me it conveniently rhymes with Chicago too. Exactly. Yeah. Easy. Great. Put that, that in the book. Uh, that's how it all went. I started and I thought it was a made up word and turns out it, uh, it was a real word, just not in our language. Well, hey, Ryan, our history is uh, well documented. Childhood buddies since sixth grade. You know, you spent a lot of time in each other's basements or our moms did, did our laundry. Uh, I couldn't help but look at some of these song titles on this album. And one did convict me. Uh, the, the title, I never said I'm sorry. Um, I think I, I think I might have told this story uh, before on one of your appearances, but uh, our senior year of high school, uh, you know, Ryan always he loved baseball. It was always a passion of his, and he played soccer for fun. And basketball was something that he was so good at, but I kind of made him do right. And he was very good at it. And so his senior year, he told me, "Hey, man." I don't think I'm going to play basketball because uh, I'm going to focus on this music thing. And I said, are you an idiot? Are you crazy? <laughs> you're playing basketball, dude, or I will whip your ass. I will physically beat you up. I don't care if you're my best friend. I will beat you up. I will take your long, gangly ass down. I will hammer you. Where is this music thing going to go, bro? It's not going anywhere. You need to be on this team. We will go 11-9, and nine and we will lose in pre-districts by 30 against Martin, but you will never forget that for the rest of your life. And, uh, well... Turns out uh, the music thing did go somewhere for him. And uh, so I'd like to publicly say, Ryan, um, I never said I'm sorry for that. So sorry. I like that you used it in the in the proper uh, use, like the way I used it in the song, because I think people would look at that and say, uh, I never said I'm sorry as a defiant thing, but it is a true apology. So it's what uh, makes, you know, I appreciate it. Uh, you're the bigger man here. And um, <laughs> dude, I hated. it. I did not like basketball and it wasn't because I didn't like basketball, <laughs> but basketball practice sucks. Like yeah, there's, yeah. it's all it is, is running. It's cardio. Yeah. It makes yeah. no sense. Like it, like all you do all practice and it, in Michigan, probably the same, like up and up way up in the Northeast, the gym is always freezing. And so you'd go there and you'd get and you'd like sweat cold for two hours. Yep. 
get yelled at and then you'd like go home and wake up like so tired i've also broken my nose three times yes oh. i was gonna say wow. so like the, the, he's a nose breaker is a terrible idea for me like i'm scared of elbows i'm scared of like the ball <laughs> not, i'm just in no way interested in it and at this point too like if you blow out an acl as an adult you are toast like it's over oh yeah it's over. It's like, hey, man, here's your 40 pounds and uh, some <laughs> uncomfortable rehab for you to get back to just being able to function. Yeah. There's no, I, I, you know, you can't play golf. That's why, I mean, we as a show, Drew, Drew's all about the golf. I myself have upgraded to tennis life. Tennis life is where it's at when it gets to, you know, mid-30s, exercise, <laughs> having fun, competitive spirit. Basketball is too much. I highly advise tennis life. Just got to say. It's not any easier on the knees, though. It's not. You're, yeah, it's, it's a joint sport. But I'm not, I'm not going to land on anybody's foot and turn my ankle. You'll have to play in the ACL league if you uh, bust up. <laughs> I'm sure there's like a like tennis league for people with bad knees. But uh, anyway, noses and knees means no basketball for me. Well, Drew, it's a good thing for us that you're better at handicapping football games than you are at handicapping your friends' uh, uh, eventual careers. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like you. I didn't think he was good. I just was like, dude, what are <laughs> well, you doing? I mean, like this I is, you know, we're, we're, we're senior, you know. We got to go 11 and 9 and lose to Martin by 30 in the pre-districts. You know, that was a big thing for me. Yeah. Ryan, I got to ask one question. I got to ask one quote-unquote creative process question uh me and the boys really enjoyed the song titles here you know there's a awesome. laundry list coast june july august uh palm trees in ohio which we might talk to you in, in a little bit if i had two hearts tab with my name on it what are you drinking the knife of the hatchet i love him now are you a notes on your phone guy are you a pencil a pen on a cocktail napkin do you collaborate with your wife with your team how do you get these are you on the golf course and something pops in your head how do you get these song titles? Because they are pretty cool. Just just, just peel back the onion a little bit. When I uh, played this album for my record company, that was the first note they said was, um, these are the strangest song titles that we've ever seen. <laughs> just, I, I mean, think they're strange at all. Like, that, that's, that's odd. Are you a rock and roll fan? Because I feel like if you yes. like, came up in like the indie rock and roll world or like the pop punk or world, like emo world, these are like not strange to you. Yeah. This but. sounds like stuff off of a Death Cab for Cutie album. Like I saw this and I was just like, I could see Ben Gibbard, not 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 like those titles being something that Ben Gibbard would title a song. And context is key in the format too. But uh, but yeah, I I uh, I don't know. I, some of them, I think I came up with most of them, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, but yeah, they're uh, <laughs> they're out there, and I think that's like what makes my record like just a little bit like how I put my own like stamp on it was having very writing forward, uh, a very writing forward album. Um, and you know, there's cool stuff on there, but I, I don't know. I, I went into this project saying, if this is the only thing I ever get to put out, what do I want it to be? And uh, the songs kind of chose themselves and uh, it's been a, a really fun, uh, it's just been fun to see people react to it. And uh, you kind of always dream about like, those track lists and set lists and what they're going to look like. And, and now we're getting to actually like see that dream come true. No, it's been awesome. It's, it really has been awesome to listen to it. Having met you a couple of times on this show and actually listen to the work. I mean, it's not just, you know, you can't just do that over a weekend, have a whole debut album come out. That's as polished as that one was. So a lot of work went into it. We really enjoyed listening to it, but 
I know you come on this show to talk about sports, to talk about gambling, to talk about the stuff that you love, including those Tennessee Titans. Now, peeling back the curtain of the West Coast gamblers a little bit, this show has come out after the Monday Night Football game, but we're recording with a country rock star on his timeline. So it's before the Monday Night Football game between the Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills. You might look like a fool after I ask you this question, but do you have a prediction for tonight's game? And how do you feel like your Titans have done so far into this young season? I love the Titans. I uh, obviously they're incredibly talented. If they can stay not injured, uh, I don't know. I, I I guess I think that there's so much steam on the on the Bills that it makes it hard not to be like, well, if Julio and AJ are playing, then why can't they keep it close? So I don't I don't know. I don't think it's like it's tough to. I think I'm gonna say Titans money line tonight because I don't want whoa. whoa. I don't want right. to be I don't want to be a bad fan on this podcast. Um, but I will say that I'm not betting it. I don't I don't usually bet on the Titans uh, or the Wolverines because um, I I really am like excited about uh, the game tonight and I don't want my fandom to be tainted uh, by the bet. I don't want you to lose money either, but I will say when you do bet on your teams like the Michigan Wolverines in the past, heartbreak leads to really good songs. So it might just be, you know, you have to throw a little bit of money away to get better country music on the other side. Yeah, I, I, here's the thing. AJ and Julio change everything for this offense. They really do. And uh, if they can get some semblance of uh, an offensive line, uh, which is pretty tough against the Bills, but I, you know they can hang with anybody. I mean, they have the firepower to do it. It's just if they can put it together, and they haven't really put it together even their, in their wins yet. So I don't know. I mean, I'm always a bit of an apologist, and I know it, but I mean that's the fun part of being a fan with a with a team that's going to be in the playoffs, uh, is you kind of get to be. And then you know, do I imagine them going super deep after watching the first five games? I, I not yet, but <laughs> it doesn't mean they can't. I mean, they have the best running back in the league who's a top five player and they have exactly two of the best top in my opinion two top 10 if not top 20 wide receivers so maybe switch that around top 20 if not top 10 but uh they have the talent i don't know uh we'll see but i, I you know certainly certainly in the right division and they have an extra game i i yeah that the division is just hard. terrible it's a tire fire it's it's truly truly horrible i mean i think that like I'm trying to like, I, here's the thing. When you do what I do, you can't like talk mad shit about other cities anymore. <laughs> because you have, to sell, hear it. you have to go sell tickets there. And, um, um, that's good. No, no, no. You don't yeah, yeah. No, when you show up at the key, when they to show up at key is, bank arena uh, in Buffalo and nobody's there because you were like, this bill stink. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna I, be exactly. I remember when you said the Pittsburgh Penguins were assholes, like, uh. <laughs> I mean, I said it out loud. I didn't say it online when they beat us in the actual Stanley Cup finals. It was a very loaded moment for me. I was very sad. Well, I think what he might be implying here, guys, is if we followed uh, the internet with Bill's Mafia traveling to Nashville, it seems like uh, Bill's Mafia has taken over Nashville. Um, and I think the Bills will be well represented in the Music City tonight at uh, old Nissan Field. And we're used to it, though. I mean, we... We have the Chargers out here, and every game for them at home is still an away game. Even with the Browns, even when the Browns were in town, they were. I had people went went to those games and were like, there were so many Browns fans in the crowd. Well, I guess it's a double-edged sword because you get all these people in town who are like, it's so stupid that other teams can just take over our our arena and our stadium. And I guess the other side of that coin is like, do you want to live in a place that people don't want to come to? 
it's so it's hard to be like a tourist destination, but I mean, there's like six six teams that when they come here, just annihilate Nashville. It's like if New Orleans or Chicago or Buffalo, who uh, and Chicago drank like an entire block out of beer last night. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was like in the newspaper. Uh, when it's you know the the when Chicago, they had to make that stupid uh, rule about uh, area codes for the arena when the Blackhawks came to town, which made it just everyone furious. Um, but I think it matters a little more in the arena than it does in the stadium. So um, it'll be wild to watch tonight in a destination game for the Bills, a pseudo home game. But uh, hopefully, here's the thing: just don't fight. I know there's gonna be like fights. <laughs> oh yeah, please don't fight. PSA: no me, fighting. Like I don't understand how like the the Suns and Four guy is like universally praised. So come to Nashville, have fun, drink all the beer. Let's not fight each other. Let's just like watch the game and not get too pissed. And everybody like go home. Please go home too. Like, <laughs> Please go home. That's the that's the the roundabout way of saying it. Please go home. But before we let you go, before we let you go home, I know Drew. The last time you were on here, Drew loved uh, uh, the chasing after you music video, the world's largest lazy Susan. It was an awesome little setup that you had. We put our heads together though with this debut album. We do have one of our favorite songs on there were, were the Palm Trees in Ohio. Drew has the Midwest blood running through. Me and Dangles actually can see palm trees from outside our windows right now. So we put our three heads together, came up with a pitch for you for the music video for Palm Trees in Ohio. Throwing the idea at you. Let's see what you like. I know Drew has something he wants to get off his chest first. Yeah, before I start off, Ryan, uh, just a couple really great lyrics I, I want to just, just point out uh, from your album. Uh, are those tears in my tangeray? The answer would be yes, because every time I drink gin, I wonder why I'm doing it, because it tastes like shit. Um, I bought a ukulele <laughs> that I can't even play. Has anyone in the history of uh, purchasing ukuleles ever known how to play one when they buy one? It's, it's a good line, because I've yep. never... I, I, I think I'm going to buy this. I'm going to think I'm going to learn how to play it. But um, So here we go. Palm trees in Ohio. And I know you said you know you can't talk crap about fans in certain states because you got to sell tickets. I know between me and you, wink, wink, how much you love Ohio and love all the wonderful people and fans. And so I just thought, you know, obviously, you know, we're Michigan men. I feel that this music video should start in Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, on your tour bus. And you and Jim Harbaugh are wearing khakis, drinking beer. You drive directly to Columbus and there's a huge palm tree right in the middle of the horseshoe at midfield. And Urban Meyer is there on all fours with an apple in his mouth. And Jim Harbaugh comes with a ladder and he puts the ladder on Urban. And you both shimmy up the one lone palm tree in the horseshoe mm. in Ohio. And at the top of the palm tree is a Big Ten championship for the University of Michigan. That was kind of just like, I was just spitballing that. Um, but I want to kick it over to Tony because I think he's kind of filling some pieces there. Honestly, that was so much better than anything I had prepped <laughs> for this music video. The, the the imagery, Urban Meyer on his hands and knees with the uh, apple in his mouth. Dangles, you, you brought up another prime moment, I'm sure, in Ryan Hurd's life that deserves to be a part of this music video. Well, see, I was thinking about this, and it's like this, because this is a song about things that 
are almost miraculous, right? In a way, no palm trees in Ohio, no traffic in LA, no snow in Colorado, no beer on a Saturday, right? So I, I'm trying to think about how do we, how do we incorporate the Music City miracle into this? You know, do we get Kevin Dyson to? Are you Frank Wycheck throwing the, you know, throwing the pass to, 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 to Frank Dyson, um, or to, to Kevin Dyson rather? Uh, I, I don't know. I just, especially with the Bills in town this week, I don't know. That jumped out at me as something that I would love if we could, if we could fit that into our, into our. I don't know how that ties in with the college thing. Drew kind of threw the we go from the college to the pros, but um, but that that would seem to fit yeah, the exactly. that would seem to fit the uh, it would seem to fit the nature of the song or the 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 intent that you seem to have. So what what do you think, Mister Hurd? Would your agents <laughs> be down for that? I have no words. Um, <laughs> I, I have no. I don't know how long it took you to come up with that. I hope you didn't write it down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I didn't. <laughs> There'll be palm trees in Ohio before that idea ever comes to fruition. <laughs> um, That's exactly the reaction I was hoping for. <laughs> I actually opened my tour in Columbus and I love the good people of Ohio and I would hope that they all yes. buy tickets to my show. Um, what I like to do in Ohio when I have my band, look at this pivot. This is someone who's media trained to the max. Uh, what I like to go do in Ohio is I let the crowd boo me. I say, my name is Ryan Hurd. I'm from the state of Michigan. And a couple people are like, boo. And then I go, I'm serious. Like, this is your one opportunity. Let me hear you. <laughs> my name's Ryan. I'm from Michigan. And the whole crowd goes nuts. <laughs> boo. And I say, now that that's over with, let's have a great night. That's the way I do that. Uh, as far as the rest of your video, I think just any video of me and Jim dressed exactly alike in the khakis and the sweatshirt and that <laughs> old like 70s hat would just be excellent television. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. I think you guys should interview Jim Harbaugh because if you ask him questions like that, love to. generally about like whole milk and ribeyes, I think that um, that would be something that I would, I would personally tune into. Well, you get him to be on your music video and you can give us the hookup. We'll end on this. When all that stuff was going on with Urban, uh, two things. When all the thing was going on with Urban that week, Ryan texted me and he texted me a thread on Twitter said, there was a sorority girl flirting with uh, Jim Harbaugh in Ann Arbor, and he literally made her run routes, run routes, and he was firing like he was like firing like pistols at her until she got annoyed and didn't want to play. So that is how you look That's away you from sin, it. my man. And also, it, this this guy's album comes out on Friday, and I'm sure he's got a bunch of commitments. We had talked the night before, made plans to talk. He texts me, and I text you guys. He texts me in the middle of the day, goes. So we're taking the Jags this week, and uh, we didn't, but we should have. Next time we have you on the show, we'll dive more into the NFL matchup so you can give us your money line parlays, and we can both take the Jaguars together. But for today, that is it, my friend. Thank you for coming back on the show, Mr. Hurd. And again, love the album, Pelago. You can get it anywhere. But uh, yeah, come on back soon, my man. You guys rule, man. Congrats on all the all the great moves you're making, and I uh, can't wait to see you. I love the pod. I, hope, I think everyone should listen to it every single week, and... Um, I'd probably make more money if I tailed you guys. So uh, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy, uh, enjoy the, uh, the game tonight. Go Titans. And um, yeah, Bill, Bill's fans have fun. Get back to your, get your plane on time. And uh, <laughs> see we'll see you next year, I'm sure. West, 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 West Coast Gamblers. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. 
The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. All right, guys, that was the end of the Ryan Hurd interview, and congrats, Ryan. Uh, again, we, we said yeah, it in the podcast. I, we said it in the vidcast as well. That that recording happened before the Tennessee-Buffalo game, and he got it right. Titans money line cash, yeah. baby. Drew is still wearing Incredible. the Buffalo Bills hat. Still angry about it, by the way. <laughs> no, this is this is this is actually this is Ryan Hurd's hat. This is oh. this is this is this is his brand right here, buddy. This is a Ryan Hurd hat. There, there you, you go. go. I mean, we should all be wearing Ryan Hurd hats and listening to his debut album because, again, Pelago. Pelago. I know he said it was Latin for like open seas or whatever, but it's also fortune teller. Just saying. Fortune Ryan Hurd killed it. Uh, but right now, we're going to end the show with everybody's favorite segment. It's time for Gravestones. It is the moment of the show, moment of the week, where each of these hosts here tells you a team that will not be making the 2022 playoffs, 2021 playoffs, playoffs at the end of this season. It's been a long night. We've moved forward. So far, over the past few weeks, Jacksonville and Detroit, all three of us have killed. Individually, I've killed the Jets, the Giants, and the Bears. Dangles has killed Houston, Miami, and Philadelphia. Drew has killed the Jets, Houston, and the Giants. The reason why we have a couple of different teams in there is because, depending on the order of how we go, a host cannot kill us the same team that a previous host has killed that week. We go based on the order of how we did in the gambles. Yours truly goes first for the second week in a row. wasn't a good record, but it was a better record than these two. Dangles, you are second. Drew, you got the caboose once more. But that is it. That is all the talking. It is time to bow our heads. It is time to put them low. It is time for the music to come in. And if you're watching on YouTube, a little graphic. Don't get scared. There's a little lightning coming. Warning you now. Spoiler alert. But it is time for Gravestones. There once was a man named Flores who was the man to save Miami. And yet, when you draft Tua over Herbert, it all goes out the door as Miami Dolphins <laughs> are not making the playoffs this calendar year. <laughs> That team's terrible, and I'm killing Miami. <laughs> that, that that was the best rhyme since Rebecca Black rhymed bowl with cereal in that song Friday that she did. At the beginning of each NFL season, hope springs anew for many teams. The chance to win again, to be undefeated at 0-0, zero and zero, and for some, the opportunity to draft a potentially generational talent at the top of the draft. This, too, was the story for the New York Jets this year, when they started their season. A brand new head coach, a potentially generational talent, or so they thought, in Zach Wilson. 
and a true number one wide receiving threat, potentially for the first time in years, in Corey Davis. And yet, wins have not materialized. The Jets are not making the playoffs in Robert Sala's first year. They will go in the ground. Wow. How in the world do I follow those emotional ballads? I will attempt. I'm going to go, boys, to the NFC East, mm. where a once proud preseason favorite of this vaunted front seven of the Washington football team. Wow. And all of us, all three of us, and our Fred Craig Hoffman crowned them preseason NFC champs and Daniel Snyder's size five shoe Mm. cannot kick cannot kick Mr. Taylor in the Heineke to get that team going there's no Fitz magic there's no riverboat Ron Uh, there's a lot of bad emails yeah and there's a lot of bad PR and there's a lot of bad football. So long. Sleep well. Godspeed. Washington football team. Good luck on your next nickname next year. You will not be entering the playoffs this year. Good night. And that is the end of Gravestones. Dub C to the G. West Coast Gamblers. And that is it for the Tuesday recap of the Week 7 show. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, the only gambling show that makes you money, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Thank you for Mr. Ryan Hurd for coming on the show. Thank you, Dr. Dangles, for helping heal some wounds between myself and Schaefer the Sharp and, of course, Gravestones. It was a fun week. Guys, I have to say this to the both of you, though. We pride ourselves on making people money. We didn't do it last week. Pick your shit up, myself included. Deal? Yeah. Yeah. Don't bet on the Lions on your birthday or podcast when you've had about 12 beers. Don't bet on the Vikings ever again. Ever, just ever. I'm done. I'm done. We live, we learn, we move on to next week. Thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access.